You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 180 of the Sprues and Brews podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello, hello. Jay. Hello. And Andy. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing this week, gents? Not too bad. It's 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 been an exciting reveal period, hasn't it? It most I, certainly has. I've just been watching the same trailer. I must have watched it twice a day, every day since the reveal okay. now. And I keep showing it to everyone who comes in the house. Check this out, check this out. I even showed <laughs> it to Blake, my oldest son. He's like, I'm not interested, Dad. I'm not, it's Warhammer. I'm not bothered. <laughs> it's awesome. You've got to watch it. Just as an excuse to watch the video again. We'll talk about what video I'm talking about. If you, if you, want, if you want your tea tonight, you've got to watch this video. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we'll, we'll be discussing what, what Jay's talking about a little bit later on in the show. It could have something to do with Adepticon, uh, which happened um, a couple of days ago. So this week's top three and main segment are kind of going to be a little bit um, all in one. And there was lots revealed, lots to talk about. Um, so we're going to break that down later on in the show. Um, that isn't just what we're going to have on this week's podcast, though, because we do also have the community top three picks and we also have all of the latest news as well. So before we get stuck into all of that, let's talk about what we've been doing in the hobby this week. So, Jay, do you want to start us off with what you've been up to? Yeah, it's been a bit of a mixed bag for hobby this week. It's been pretty good. So um, we were lucky enough to be signed uh, by Games Workshop a, a free um, uh shiny spears kit and avatar kit so i've been building up and painting the shiny spears um, we've got them on the website and uh, matt's done a really cool video uh, review he'll talk more about it because obviously he spent a lot of time painting up uh, uh, something out of this um, this this pack that uh, gears workshop sent us but the shiny spears are great um really really cool um it was really really fun painting white shading white highlighting white um and i've managed to even get the sort of latex craft world colors on the shiny spears bikes as well so i'm really happy with that uh, and I think I'm going to squeeze them into my 1,000 points doubles list, Dave, uh, because I was flicking through the book. And at first, I wasn't that enamored with the Shining Spears, uh, rules-wise. I didn't think they were resilient enough. But with the Exarch powers and the Shrine Relic, um, actually, the Shining Spear Exarch himself can be quite powerful, like a, a, quite a, like a, a guided missile, really. Um, so I think I will add that in for a bit of mobile punch in the army. Um, okay. Alongside that, um, I've also been painting, building up my um, Imperial Fists Horus Heresy characters that I picked up when we last went to Warhammer World. Um, so this is Fafnir Ran, who's the um, sort of uh, twin axe wielding um, guy in power armor, Imperial Fist. He's like Sigismund's sort of second. He's a really, really cool model. Um, you can tell the scales really increased on these models compared to like the original Horus Heresy figures. Um, mm. he's really really cool lots of detail on him um, he's almost like a corn sort of model with these two massive axes um, and I've started cleaning up my Sigismund so I've got a new Sigismund that I'm going to be painting up um, I love Sigismund one of my favourite Horus Heresy characters uh, so I'm looking forward to finally getting some paint on him um, and then also um, there's been a big um, Infinity sort of um, reveal uh, at Adepticon uh, this year as well so Infinity is a, a bit sci-fi miniatures game by Corvus Belly um it's sort of like an anime cyberpunk sort of um skirmish game uh you control like a warband of 10 15 models something like that uh, my brother's building a board for it at the moment and he's getting some paint on his uh, shavasti which is like uh, one of the alien factions in the in the army um so that's inspired me to get my military orders on the paint table so they're in front of me here 
Um, I'm going to paint these. These are like they're about as close as you can get to Space Marines uh, in the in the Infinity system. So they're they're like uh, different orders of knights, uh, like 150 years in the future. So they're all wearing power armor. They're using big swords. They've got tabards on. Very much a Black Templar type feel to them. So I've decided I'm going to paint them up in a Black Templar type uh, color scheme. Uh, and I'm going to try dry brushing. They're very, very detailed models. and a bit smaller scale than the uh, like almost true scale, like Lord of the Rings type models compared to your Warhammer 40k models. Uh, so I'm going to try and dry brush them that, that with the, using Louise Sugden's Black Armor tutorial, but rather than edge highlights and everything, dry brush it lightly and then put the glaze over the top and see how I get on, just so I can get them on the table, really. Um, and I think that's it for hobby this week, Dave. Ooh, quite a, quite a busy week. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go next because there is one other thing we did since the last podcast as well. And that's we actually had a game uh, at the Unicorn Club Night. What um, a nice test- game. It was it was a cool game. Um, I was trying out my 1,000 points of tower against Jay's 1,000 points of Avelda, which of course will be on the same team for the double for the doubles yeah. event. But we wanted to see, you know, we both not used these books before. Um, we both wanted to see how we'd get on. Um, and yeah, it was it was really fun. It was a victory to the Eldar. Um, I think my 1,000 point list is is really to just drop down kill stuff and then probably get killed while jay's army kind of zips around grabbing points scoring heavy that's the plan anyway isn't it jay <laughs> yeah well i mean that was it in terms of killing stuff your army was 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 if not better than my army at killing stuff but you didn't have enough units to clear the objectives so i had like a unit of guardians a unit of striking spears uh, striking scorpions and uh my wraith lord the good old wraith lord that just went oh. high oh. Uh, Capturing all the objectives uh, whilst your suits just murdered everything they, they looked at. Um, uh, apart from the Wraith Lord, of course. Apart from the Wraith Lord. I couldn't kill that Wraith Lord. I, I don't know I don't know what it was. I just couldn't kill it. So much so that my Storm Surge fired his strength 12 weapon. Oh, damage 12. Damage 12 weapon. Um, all I needed was a one to wound. No, two in to Dave wound. style. I, uh, <laughs> two to wound, sorry. I rolled a one and then I used a CP and rolled another one, um, <laughs> which is just me. I know, Andy, you were there spectating. You rolled three ro- ones one. in a row there because yeah. you wounded twice, rolled two ones, re-rolled one and got another one. I had my, uh, my little Wraith Lord with four wounds left was just like, yeah. And he was feeling that sort of pumped up by the fact that he just stared down this storm surge with the most powerful weapon in the game that I decided to charge you. And then I think you did get him in Overwatch, didn't you? I got him in Overwatch, yeah, yeah. So it was it was fun to try out. I, I, definitely a couple of things that I want to change in the list. Mainly, um, I, I played Borkan, but actually, I think for the list I've written, Farsight Enclaves might be the one to go for. So the next time we have a game uh, against whoever it may be, I'm going to try out Farsight instead because I, I'm struggling. I don't have any marker lights, so I was hitting a lot of your stuff, which is innately minus one i was playing um, the late talk yeah all minus yeah. one to hit over 12 inches i was hitting on fives so um it, you know it really didn't suffice i mean i was still killing a lot of stuff but it really didn't suffice power of the tower especially the storm surge it had a stinker of a turn one an amazing turn two yeah. <laughs> and then you know an okay turn three because it couldn't kill the reef lord so um but it was it was a lot of fun so my enforcer is, is basically finished now. Um, it's, it's taken me a lot longer than I anticipated, but he is now done. I'm really happy with how it turned out. If I could do the rest of the tower as good as that, as good as that, then I'll be very, very happy. Um, I've done a little bit more work on my storm surge. Th- this is going to take a while. Um, it's probably going to take longer than the enforcer did. Well, it will take longer than the enforcer did. Um, but luckily, I haven't got a very big army, so um, that's absolutely fine. 
Uh, and then really off the back of what we saw and we'll talk about later on at Adepticon, I have finally picked up the Wreckers uh, for the uh, Necromund Rorlocks, uh, and I've got my own copy of Book of Iron. So I've been trying, to, you know, trying out a few different lists. You know, I really want to know what my starter gang is going to be before I start gluing bits together and then realise actually I wanted this weapon option or whatever. So um, that's the current plan. I hope to get them built by the weekend and start getting some paint on those as well because I know, Matt, you're absolutely like chomping at the bit to have a game in Necromunda and so am yeah. I. need to get this campaign on the go. It'll be amazing. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to have some sort of precursor thing to build up to ash waste which we know is is coming in wood we'll talk about later on and um, to get us really fired up for that and to get our gangs um ready uh, and the only other thing i've done in the hobby um is i've started rereading um solar war so i've without going too much into it i have got this horror heresy bug now but it's been a while since i only ever bought the first two books and it's been ages since i've read them so I, i'm not very good when it comes to reading i tend to i, I kind of have to read things quite you know in a in a row otherwise my memory starts to play up on who characters and so far so i decided to start rereading the solo war i'll reread that then i'll go on to the, the next one and they'll purchase the third one and, and so on and and try and catch up um that's interesting I feel, you're going to read them in in sequence dave that's an interesting strategy that you're uh, it's, it's very it's very good isn't yeah, it i like what you're doing um, there although i have been um tempted to pick up fury and magnus first but we'll talk later on about why that might be um so yeah that's that's me uh for the hobby i, I think we'll, we'll naturally go over to you matt seeing as we were just talking about um it's still just mentioned you yeah so um like jay said at the top of the show um yeah kim's which sent us a copy of the new avatar and the shining spears and i've spent the last week and a bit painting up the avatar and oh boy what a gorgeous model that is um, yeah, I think you've done an incredible job with this um, avatar. Man. I really like the flame effects you've done, like the skin, the molten sort of skin, and on the sword. Um, and not just the paint job, also your modelling as well. I think you've done a cracking job actually modelling the thing. Cheers. So, yeah, I I am an Eldora army, and, you know, I, I collected Eldora a long time ago, and I've never really had the urge to paint some more Eldar models, but the avatar in particular, I, I had a real strong urge to paint. Maybe it's technically it's a demon, isn't it? Well, 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 well. Um, and yeah, it's it's. I was torn because it's got three awesome weapon options and three awesome head options. And I thought, looking at the sprues when I was doing the unboxing video, I thought, I wonder if I can make that magnetizable. I didn't have any magnets on me, so that went out the window. But then it's actually a little bit easier to do without magnets the the arms are sculpted to the weapons which is a long time since we've seen that really in these kind of kits they're normally you know a few parts that make the hand and then go on to the weapon and it makes it a lot harder to make it modular but because essentially the entire arm's connected to each weapon all you need to do is put two pins in the arm kind of joint where it goes into and then with resistance and gravity it will just stay in place so yeah so that made it really simple and um, little i've got a full post on the website where we get a bit more detail into it but essentially get a little pin drill drill two holes put some paper clip and then snip it off so there's only a couple of millimeters coming out then get some paint dab it on the bottom of those pins and then line up the arm onto it that will then give you the corresponding holes to drill because you'll have paint on the uh, the corresponding part drill holes into them and basically that will just then slide onto the pins and stay in place. Do that for all three of the arms, you sort it. Now the head, each head has got its own corresponding neck. 
which slightly changes the angle that the avatar is looking. However, all three of them will fit onto neck one. So attach that, build the heads, obviously don't glue them, and they will just push on and stay in place with, again, with resistance during the game. So um, there's no, you know, rules advantage to having it swappable. It's simply for looks, but I really wanted to paint all of them, so uh, I did. And yeah, I um, I really enjoyed doing it. I um, I I guess it's a similar scheme to like a Balrog or a Bloodthirster or something, really. At the end of the day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, the golds I painted how I paint my Slanesh gold because well, you know, there's there's ties there as well. And I wanted to kind of tie this. Careful, Mark. Here. Careful. Heresy, I know, but um, no, he was really really fun to paint. I also, speaking of Slanesh, I built and sprayed up Zigval the magnificent. Hey. Oh, nice. So he he is sprayed. Um, I think well, there was there's talks of us maybe having a game of AOS this week, Dave, wasn't there? Mm, so I wanted to get Zigwell there built up. Um, again, he's one that I want to take some time on. So he's in a number of sub assemblies. The main body with his shoulder pads, shield, and sword attached to all the metallic bits. Because basically, what I'm going to do is spray gold, paint the silver bit silver, wash it all with purple contrast, and then you build up the gold again to kind of get the it's like true metallic with non-metallic kind of effects. It's weird, but it works. And then I've kept the various pieces of his cape separate. I've kept the base separate and I've kept his head separate. And then, yeah, I'll go to town on those. And I also ordered a Chaos Knight this morning for, for <laughs> reasons that we will see uh, later on in the show. And then, yeah, mentioned Club Night. Uh, me and Andy actually went to Club Night 2, and we had a game of Aeronautica Imperialis, and we had a cracking time, didn't we, Andy? Yeah, we we, we didn't make as many zoom noises as uh, Craig wanted us to make, but, yeah, we, we had uh, an intro game into Aeronautica, which, yeah, it was great fun. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, I made a few silly mistakes. Bombers really don't want to be kind of, like, tailing other fighters. <laughs> starting them high and it going at high speed was maybe a, a bad um tactic too but um yeah I'm, i've definitely got the uh the urge to play some more games of aeronautica now yeah i mean it was really fun i mean just looking at all the different maneuvers that you can do seeing the the height of your planes and gaining altitude and coming down and stuff like that and how that sort of affected your planes and stuff because i think there's one time where i got one of my DACA jets up to like speed seven. And I was just mm. like, if I go any higher, I'm going to stall. And then uh, one of my planes, I think did stall, but it didn't matter because you blew it up. So this is true. Yeah. Missile hit it. So didn't matter. Don't worry about stalling your planes. Excellent. Uh, well, I think that quite handily, Andy hands the baton over to you. Yeah. So, uh, so like said, Matt said, we obviously had a game of Aeronautica on uh, the Tuesday night. Uh, last Monday, I had a couple of games of 40k Accursion. Um, and then Wednesday, well, it was Thursday, Thursday morning, about 1.45 in the morning, I decided <laughs> to set my alarm clock, wake up, drag myself out of bed, walk downstairs, turn the TV on and watch the Warhammer preview. Um, but obviously, we'll talk about that a, bit, a little bit later. Um, in terms of what I've actually been doing hobby-wise, I've just been finishing off some Age of Sigmar scenery. So I had all the Azerite ruins and um, kind of like um, broken up terrain pieces that I originally was using as 
um, basing material for my mega gargants. So I just, um, because the weather was nice, I, I primed it all Xandri dust and I've been going over um, sort of little bits of um, different contrast paints just to brighten up a little bit. Um, and then I've got all the base colours done on them now because again it's like it's relatively straightforward it's just spraying Xandri just a couple of base colours wash and then a dry brush over over top so I've just got to um, wash them with Reichlin flesh shade and then dry brush tyrant skull so I've got that nice deserty sort of look to them um, I did a couple of pieces for um, I think it was February's hobby resolution update which you can check out on spruceandbrews.com um so this week was kind of just trying to get the last of it finished um and then i've been reading the kill team rule book as well trying to get uh get all all excited for some 40k jumping in in a small skirmish games first trying to sort of like get my motivation back um and then as matt said about buying a chaos knight literally as uh, you guys have been giving your update i've just bought my chaos night <laughs> so yeah i think my, uh, my my plan is to to try and get that chaos night done probably in the next two weeks um and then i'm on track for getting a thousand points of uh, chaos done for the doubles and it's also one of my hobby resolutions to get 2000 points of um 40k chaos painted this year so yeah it's a good start towards it isn't it yeah about 400 points in one model yeah yeah. brilliant stuff excellent we've all been quite busy um all with tournaments on our minds and on the horizon now we do have some non-adepticon news coming up in fact it's coming up next so we'll take a pause and we'll be right back with that so what do we have in this week's news map well, we have got some awesome pre-orders on the way in the form of Arena of Souls, the brand new battle box for uh, Age of Sigmar. This one interests me greatly because it pits the Night Haunt against the Daughters of Cain. And it looks a really good value box, actually, as well. So retail price is £115. I've done a little bit of maths and it contains approximately £240 worth of miniatures in it. So you get an awful lot of stuff. You get the new um, characters for each side. So you've got the Scriptomortis, the High Gladiatrix, and then you've got the Craven Throne Guard uh, crossbow men for the the Night Haunts. The the crossbows have been affectionately called by the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in addition to that, you also get some Blade Ghast Revenants. You get um, Chain Ghasts. You get some Maimon Banshees, you get some Witch Elves, some Canary Life Takers, and some Doomfire Warlocks. So an awful lot of stuff. Presumably, like with other battle boxes, you get the data cards, a small softback rule book, uh, core rule book, and then a campaign book that takes you through the events of the story as well. So, um, yeah, they're really good, these boxes. And especially if you collect one and or both of these armies, you're going to get new models. And a load of older kits to boost up your collection as well. So this is definitely one that I will be picking up because I love me some ghosties. Um, any of you guys tempted to, to ever start any of these forces? I don't think either. Dave, you had some Nighthorn, I think. 
I still have some Nighthorn, Matt. Yeah, I did. You there still is... have some Nighthorn. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get rid of those because um, it, it's an army that I might double with in the future, but it, it's not on the cards anytime soon. Yeah, I know yeah. you've uh, you've been tempted by both of these forces, haven't you, Andy? Yeah, I I did a Nighthorn army back in oh, so just the tail end of first edition of Age of Sigma. I think I did Nighthorn and um, played them for about a year in second edition, and then I bought the um shadow and pain box uh, a couple of months ago so i've got all the daughters from that so yeah picking up this box um just for the daughters alone would be a great addition to to the daughters i've already got and definitely take up to like a thousand points so yeah i'm definitely tempted nice um also for pre-order this coming weekend is the battle zone frontierus knackmund so this is the awesome new scenery that we've seen back in the Knackman book a couple of months ago. Now we saw this originally. Um, now, the box is a little bit pricey, £135, but it does come with a lot of big, chunky scenery. I think one of the selling points of this one, it's kind of big line of sight blocking scenery, big buildings rather than ruins, isn't it? Mm. Um, there's like a landing pad, there's like hab blocks, there's like a big satellite dish, there's a load of walls and it's all modular you can put together in different ways. And obviously it comes with a kill zone board as well, so you can use it for playing games of um kill team on as well, which is a nice kind of double duty for it. So that looks really cool. You can also get it um separately as well. So a hab bunker and stockades that clocks in at fifty pounds and that gives you the kind of core blocky unit plus some wall sections. You can get just the landing pad alone. That I am quite tempted with because I really like the look of this landing pad. It's £42.50. Um, and you can also get the big Fox Antennae and Orspec Shrine. That is also £42.50. I do think that big landing pad um, would actually work really well for games of Adeptus Titanicus as well. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> because the scale... I think it'd still work. It'd look like a, a spaceship landing pad at that scale. And then the big kind of like fuel tanks on the side, uh, you know, I, I think it'd scale free the system quite well, that one. As a big night, like something a warhound or something could hide behind while your warlord still got line of sight over it. So they look quite cool. Very tempted by them. Now, we did have a little bit of news from Forge World about a new... Um, a new model coming out for Blood Bowl. Now, obviously, we saw the the Yeti leak for the Norse a couple of months ago, but we've now seen a Norse star player, Thorsten Stoutmead, and he looks really characterful. He's kind of like drunkenly ambling forward while throwing a keg of ale. Mm. Uh, yeah, he looks really fun. I uh, I quite fancy painting one of these up. Yeah, me too. Um, maybe it's the influence of beer, um, but this guy's uh, very, very cool. Yeah, he he goes by the name of the Almighty Beer Boar. So yeah, that's that's definitely something you can't uh, sniff at. Now, I'm sure this is no surprise to anyone who's like been involved in the hobby over the last few days, but the new edition of the Horus Heresy was uh, announced at Adepticon. We'll be talking about it in a little bit more detail as we go into that section. Today, Warhammer community have shared that the Warhammer have shared that the Warhammer events team are putting on a load of heresy themed events in the coming months. Um, and yeah, I think we're all eager to check out some of these. So on the seventh of May, we've got uh, Warhammer the Horus Heresy, 
um, open day. So this is the first opportunity to see the brand new edition of Horace um, Presumably we'll see the full box for the first time. Yeah, we've seen it all leaked, but it's nice to see it all in the flesh, isn't it? And um, they're going to have all sorts of events. It's probably going to be a similar format to the one that they did a couple of weeks ago where there's different activities and games on. It mentions that various people from uh, around the community are actually, they're actually getting content creators down to maybe run some games and stuff. So that's quite f- cool. Um, you also get to just, paint one of the new Mark IV Space Marines as you well. You do, yeah. One of the brand new plastic Mark IV Space Marines you can, you can paint up and take home with you. Just saying, guys, if you need, you know, Spruce and Bruce or any heresy games... It is up. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it looks really, really fun. We'll be definitely trying to get tickets to that because um, yeah, it's it's all about the Horus Heresy at the minute. Now, if you are a fan of the Horus Heresy, there is a Horus Heresy event happening at Warhammer World on the 23rd and the 24th of July. Um, this is a 3,000 point um, casual match play game. It's more in this kind of style of Throne of Schools where um, sportsmanship. And painting is rewarded as much as generalship. And I there's think nothing quite, casual about heresy. There's nothing casual about heresy. <laughs> so, yeah, this looks very, very good. Uh, tickets are £70 each and goes on sale on the 4th, I want to say. 4th of April. Um, and, yeah, it's it, it looks really cool. 3,000 points sounds a lot, but in Games of Heresy, where you've got a Primark taking, like, 500 points and Super Heavies and the like... 3,000 points doesn't go that far, really, once you start kind of kissing out your units. I'm tempted to go. I think I've got about 3,000 points of Sons of Horus I could take. I've just been eyeing up the Forge World store and some stuff that I could add to my Emperor's Children. I've also got demons I can take. So I'll be going with one of those armies. Jay, I know you're in a similar boat, aren't you? Yeah, so I've got I've got the sort of start of an Imperial Fists army, start of a Blood Angels army, and quite a substantial Custodes army. Uh, and I'm thinking about taking the Imperial Fists, uh, and I've got a few items in my shopping basket on Forge World as well, so I won't be taking a Primark, I don't think, because I want to take Sigismund. Uh, you guys haven't read the last Horus Heresy book yet, have you, the um, Warhawk? I need, to, so, I need to start working through yeah. it now because I need to catch up. <laughs> you do, you do, you do. I can't talk too much about it, but uh, yes, I'd like to uh, uh, relive a few of Sigismund's exploits from Warhawk, I think. Yeah. Now, interestingly, it says it says missions are found in the Age of Darkness rulebook. There is a possibility that that refers to the new rulebook as written currently. I think they're using the existing edition of the game. But um, I guess if if the get, if the new edition comes out before the 23rd and 24th of July, I'm sure they'll clarify that. Whichever system it's using, though, I think it'll be fun just to see all those heresy armies. Oh, one thing on the open day that I didn't mention as well. They're also having a painting competition as well with a brand new format open painting. So you just rock up with your best Horus Heresy models and you could win some prizes. So I think the Warmaster might have to uh, go down to that one. I definitely, yeah. So yeah, so really excited for those. Uh, for Middle Earth fans, there's also a Middle Earth event coming on the 30th and 31st of July. This is the weekend after the Heresy event. And it is a doubles tournament. 400 points per player is an easily manageable uh, Middle Earth army to paint up. And if we didn't have a million of the tournaments booked in, I'd be very tempted to go to this one too. Yeah, uh, they, they, they keep putting these uh, Middle Earth events on weekends that I'm working. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be down for this. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm up for doing one of these at some point. And I think that's quite a nice one because you don't have to 
paint up a massive army. 400 points is a nice manageable size. Unless you're painting hobbits or something, you've still got hundreds of models to paint. Any of the force, you're probably okay. So, yeah, lots of exciting stuff. But um, there's been something more exciting that I think is going to take the, the main part of the show. Absolutely. And I think with that, we're going to move on to it. So we'll be right back. So, Adepticon, it has happened, uh, and um, let's not be around the bush, it was probably one of the best previews I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched a preview and gone, I want all of that. Um, but this pretty much happened. Um, so what we're going to do uh, as our main segment this week is we're going to discuss exactly what was revealed and our thoughts on them. Matt, I believe you have the notes in front of us, so do you want to take, do you want to take us through all of those tasty reveals. Yeah, so Adepticon is possibly the biggest Warhammer event, well, gaming event really, but it's got a big kind of Warhammer presence, lots of tournaments, and, and Games Workshop normally do a pretty good preview show. But like you said, Dave, I think this is up there with one of the best ones, just for the volume of really cool stuff that we saw. So without further ado, let's, let's, let's crack on. So first of all, we saw necromunda ash wastes we've seen that we know this was coming for a while um we i assumed it would be more everything's in vehicles gork and walker style or we'd get that big kind of rig that we saw in the initial trailer in this box and i have to say i was pleasantly surprised of what is actually in the ash waste starter box so it's essentially a brand new way of of, of playing necromunda Necromunda traditionally is all about games set within the, the hives, so lots of tight corridors, narrow passages, um, you know, short range weapons are probably the go-to, getting choke points, um, managing to ambush people by clever use of the terrain. It's a very different game to 40k because it's so claustrophobic. Well, Ash Wastes takes that and flips it on its head. No longer is it set within the hives itself. It is set on the, the kind of desolate wasteland that is around them. And, yeah, it has rules for vehicles, mounted fighters, weather conditions, all sorts of cool stuff. Now, they showed off the new box, which comes with a battle map to represent the, the, the ash waste itself. You get some really cool terrain, which is like gantries and kind of like suspended, I guess, tents is the best way to describe this them. reminds me of Star Wars. That's exactly yeah. what my, my exact thoughts as well. Mm. Even down to the moisture evaporators and stuff. Mm. And it's like, uh, what I like about this terrain, it looks high enough that if you wanted to, you could probably have some Zone Mortalis stuff running underneath it and then have this as a bit of a shanty town that's kind of suspended above your, your kind of like Zone Mortalis. Mm. Um, obviously, for the purposes of this, it, it, it's going to be a very different way of playing Necromunda because you're going to have to be very careful with line of sight because you're in the middle of the desert. People are going to be able to draw a bead on you. Your long-range rifles and snipers and stuff are going to be very good in this because they're going to get a clear shot at you. So this is probably where your vehicles and stuff come in. You're going to have clever movement where you might want to advance your guys up using the vehicles themselves as cover. Um, speaking of the models in the box, you do get an Orlock gang, which I think we called last week that we kind of suspect that'd be the most likely, I guess, generic kind of um, Necromunda gang to have in there. And they get two new vehicles, um, the Outrider Quads, which look amazing. So basically it's a quad bike 
with a heavy gunner on the back. These are a um, Orlock specific kit. So one of the things I thought we might get is generic vehicles for all the gangs. But it turns out that's not actually the case. It looks like we're actually going to have the bespoke vehicles for each of the houses. And that's a really exciting concept because the, the, the vehicles are going to suit the gangs then, aren't they? Absolutely. Obviously, the, 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 the Orlocks are kind of industrial workers. So these have got a bit more of an industrial vibe to them. Where Cordor, for example, could have some really ridiculous, over-the-top religious kind of like, I don't know. Some I I I have visions of something like you know the flying pulpit for the mm, for the, um, the battle yeah. yeah something over the top I, like that with lots of candles and stuff. I just have the 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 the, the car in Monty Python with all the the, the nearly dead bodies on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so that's cool you know um Van, uh, Van Sar have have got hover bikes and stuff already so maybe a big kind of like hover skiff or something it's. It's a nice way of having distinct vehicles for all of them, and that's that's a nice fun touch. But that's not all that we get in the box because we actually get a brand new uh, warband. I think we talked about these a little bit last week, but we get the Ash Waste Nomads. These are very much, uh, I guess, a 40k take on Tuscan Raiders, aren't they? Mm, so they've yes. all got rags, robes. There's bits of high tech in there, but it's all kind of cobbled together and scavenged, and you know. <laughs> A bit rough and ready, but they look really sinister. But what's yeah, interesting do. about these is obviously they don't use vehicles. They, they in all the kind of like law that we know so far and all the concept art, they use various beasts and creatures. So instead of vehicles, these guys have actually got like giant mutant fleas, the dustback helamites, mm. who um, they use as basically gun platforms and mounts. Um, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I love the look of these guys. Um, I'm surprised at how I'm not surprised at all at how much I really like these because again, like you said, you've got that you've got that nomadic vibe to them, and then you've got these radioactive bugs, which is just yeah, I I really like. Them. I think they're awesome. I do wonder if they're going to get a big centerpiece bug as well. As a different like part of the range. Obviously, it's just the starter box. If we we know that big vehicle is coming because we've seen it in in rumor engines, so I do wonder if these guys get something similar to use as a massive beast. I think that'd be really really fun. Um, and yeah, it looks like there's some new dice in the box as well. So one of them looks like a a vehicle location dice, which is used to randomise whether the driver, the gunner, the weapons, or the engines hit which is a really okay. nice touch than using random charts, just roll a custom dice. Uh, I think that's a thing that a lot of board games are doing now. Custom dice just makes it easier than looking up on charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also an out-of-control dice as well, which basically has two spin-round ones, where it just spins 180 on the spot, two sharp turn arrows left and right, and two gentle turn arrows left and right. So basically you can roll this and randomise which way your vehicle spins, which again is another quite elegant way of doing it rather than the old um the old scattered dice where sometimes you kind of drift a bit when you're trying to work it out this one because it's just arrows facing left or right you know exactly what you need to do mm. so yeah looking forward to seeing this uh it also says you get a full updated core rulebook in here as well that not only contains the ash waste stuff but updated necromunda rules for the for the core game as well so i imagine the plan very much is that your campaign might drift from 
outside in the deserts to inside the underhive and go back and forth over the course of it. So I think the plan is that your games are going to go from in, in and out of the underhive and, and out into the deserts and you'll have an interconnected campaign. So, um, yeah. That sounds that sounds really really fun. You mentioned us getting into some Necromunda earlier, Dave, and I think it's probably a good opportunity to paint up some warbands and get go in with a thousand credit gang because yeah. I'm sure you'll be able to then get a little kind of like stash of cash or something, get some vehicles and head out into the deserts and uh, start fighting over some territories. Absolutely. So yeah, what's everyone's thoughts on 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 this then? Uh, I, it, I've been super excited for this one, and the box reveal did not disappoint. Yeah, I uh, this will. I think the the nomads will be the warband that I pick up and get into uh, Necromunda with. Uh, I really like the. Uh, I, I don't know, they're like they're a bit like Dune, but not quite. Look a bit more sort of uh, ad hoc sort of uh, scavenger than the the the, uh, the, the, the Dune uh, Freeman. Yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm a massive fan of this box. I mean, I like the Orlocks anyway. The Ash Wastes are cool. I mean, personally, the big giant fleas aren't my thing but i can appreciate the appeal the appeal that they've got but i do really like that scenery um very much looking forward to how things like the weather will affect because you mentioned obviously it's a big open map uh and lots of line of sight map but i, I imagine there's like swirling winds yeah, dust storms, maybe some dust storms, storms yeah. and stuff that will affect your line of sight so you know potentially you might not have just a clean shot like you, you imagine no and, and that's hopefully potential um, for um for custom gear as well infrared goggles and stuff will be worth the weight in gold if it's you know you're fighting in a sandstorm and you can't actually see what's going on mm. yeah hopefully they bring out the um terrain as like a separate kit because looking at the pictures now in warhammer community if you get two of those and, and put them on the sort of the same sort of tile board section that's a huge amount of scenery on that board all modular yeah. too it, it does look like it's all modular it looks like all of the gantries just kind of clip in for all the zone mortality stuff, they did exactly the same kind of like uh, approach, where you could just mix mm. and match the scenery, and if you don't glue it all together, there's multiple ways you can you can use it. So yeah, really excited to see this in the flash. But the second thing that we saw was the new warband for Warhammer Underworlds, the Exiled Dead. So this is essentially a mad scientist vampire and his necromantic. Uh, minions, I guess, is the best word for it, and they've got a bit more of a different vibe to the um, the undead that we've seen in the past in Age of Sigmar. In that they're kind of there's like generators and pylons and yeah, a bit more kind of Frankenstein's monster vibe to them. Mm. Now I've got to admit, I wasn't the most excited by this warband. I am the same. The more I look at them, the more I quite like them. But I think they're probably the weakest warband of of Harrow Deep so far um, in appearance. The main chap, the main chap. I'm thinking I might use as a biophlagist my gene stealer cults. He does look very mm. gene stealer cultish, yeah. Or uh, Dark Eldar homunculi. Yeah. Now I saw one one description of this warband. It looks like a warband with all the chaff that goes around the big central monster without the big central monster. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, looking at them, they've definitely got that Franken-style look to them. So hopefully, if you power up the the main vampire, he powers up his creations. 
So I, I, I really yeah. like the concept um, of this warband. Um, but yeah, I mean, comparing it to like Black Powder's Buccaneers, I, I, I don't think anything can compare to that. <laughs> no, it, it's a hard one to follow, really, isn't it? Oh. No, they're, they're cool, but maybe just not quite as cool as, as some of the other stuff. Now, what is very, very cool, though, are the brand new Chaos Knights. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Cool is definitely one way I would describe these guys. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that the um, the big one, um, uh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but is a psyker. Yeah, he's called an abominant. He's got a tail. He's got a Volkite weapon. He's got a big electronic tentacle things of doom as a melee weapon he's got vultures pulling like demonic oh, meat out of his carapace the it's, jungle it's got vultures to... sitting on his shoulders exactly so what do you yeah. want to do i don't know shall we kill that <laughs> imperial knight um i imagine points wise this isn't going to be a cheap knight if he's a psyker and he's rocking some um ten thousand year old volkite weaponry ready to strip the flesh off targets um it, it looks amazing this is accompanied by a brand new um, what carnivore kit. Yeah, a variety of war dog, the carnivore, which looks like a close combat, spiky chaos uh, war dog. And he looks so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the things that I love about these chaos knights is, as silly as it sounds, they're, they're fully chaos. You know, they've got the spikes. Mm. They've got the look. When Renegade Knights came out previously, my issue was there's only one knight that looked chaotic. But now that we're finally getting a few more, they look fantastic. My only hope is that with this carnival kit, it's a dual kit and there's one with guns similar to the... um, uh, homages and uh, hellglaves and stuff like that for the normal imperial knights i'm hoping there's a, a arranged version of this in the kit don't get me wrong it looks amazing but yeah i'm, I'm hoping there's a ranged version with this kit as well well i suspect you might be right because we're actually getting these knights first in a chaos knights army set so we've seen these kind of launch boxes for other new armies in the past. You know, Black Templars, this is a battle. Uh, Orcs had one. And they're doing the same thing here, where you get a box with the brand new Abominant. You get a pair of war dogs, and it refers to them as war dogs, which again implies to me that the carnivore is just one of the war dogs you can build from it. And there'll be a another doggy named variety that's got guns. And you also get the brand new Codex Chaos Knights for the first time in this box as well. Which it looks like when it comes out properly, this will be released alongside Codex Imperial Knights as well as a bit of a dual release. Again, we kind of speculated on this last week. Um, I know Jay was very excited to start painting up some Imperial Knights to face the hideous traitors that me and Andy will be painting up. Um, Yeah, I I, kind of thought we'd get a battle box. So the fact that we're getting an army launch box with... I mean, for the for the doubles, arguably, this box alone might be enough for your thousand points. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I really get... like the trailer. What the trailer was ace. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really talked about any of the trailers, but the 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 kind of uh, video stuff that they do to to promote these reveals is really really cool at the moment, isn't it? 
So yeah, so so Dave, are you are you are you pledging for the uh, the Chaos Knights or the Imperial Knights? Oh, I tell you what, Matt. When I saw these um, new Chaos Knights, I wavered. I was like, they <laughs> they are so so cool. Um, I probably would stay true to the Imperium, but oh man, I was so tempted by that massive knight and and the War Dog. They're both they're both incredible kits. It'll be good to see the knights get leveled up a little bit. Because I think they've been left behind. Certainly the last few books with weapons that can take a big chunk out of a knight in one shot. I think they've been um, left by the wayside a little bit. So, I mean, the article implies that if you thought the real gun was nasty, wait till you see what the knights have. Mm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what kind of horrific weapons they could have. Um, it looks like as well. I'm just on the um, the Warhammer community page and there is actually a shooty war dog in the background of one of the images as well so yeah hopefully that kit's got parts for both guns and close combat so yeah that'll be pretty fun so blood bowl it's been a little while since we've had a new team for the blood bowl i think the last one that we had was the corn team obviously we saw the yeti get leaked a little while ago and we had the reveal of the new star player well at adepticon they showed off the new norse team for blood bowl and you know what i wasn't too fussed on these when i first saw them but looking back now, they're actually really cool. They've got like wolf pelts. They've got mugs of beer. They've got pigs carrying kind of barrels of beer. All sorts of ridiculous stuff. Um, Dave, you tell us a little bit about these because I know uh, these appeal to you. It's almost exactly the same as you, Matt. When I first saw these, maybe it's because, you know, I rushed to see the other stuff and these were kind of like a, a quick, maybe I, I glanced at them too quickly. I was like, ah, yeah, you know, they're okay. Um, but then when I actually looked at them properly, watched the trailer, looked closely at the miniatures, I really like these. Um, and as we mentioned with the star player, I think one of the main reasons is because these guys have got, you know, tankards of beer and stuff. And they look quite big. You know, they look like bigger than your, your human teams, but slightly smaller than your ogre teams. I've currently got an ogre team for Blood Bowl. Um, and they are cool, but they're not really a proper team. These look like the team for me. Um, I, I, I think I'm definitely going to pick this up as my my next Blood Bowl team. And I mean, pigs in crates of um, barrels of beer. What more could you want? This is true. This is very <laughs> true. So yeah, they they look cool. It's good to see um, more Blood Bowl releases come out. I'm just a bit sad that we haven't got Kemri or um, Chaos Dwarfs yet, but they'll have their day one day, I'm sure. So we also saw some Warhammer Age of Sigmar previews as well. Um, the first of all, about uh, Thondia, and more precisely, a new um, campaign book, I think it is, Season of War Thondia. So not much was revealed in here, but it did, does say that there's lots of rules for, for, for narrative play and path to glory. And I suspect this might be the long-awaited path to glory supplement book that we have been waiting for since third edition drops yeah hopefully yeah yeah i mean we've seen a few little bits there's accompanying this there's like a boxed set that comes with a new kind of um a new kind of model an incarnate of gear which looks like a new unit option for games of age of sigma again i don't think there's been any kind of like firm details on what exactly it is but it looks like it's bonded to a champion army. And if that champion dies, then there's a chance this thing attacks your own forces. Um, with it being an awesome, big, cool kit, 
I'm guessing it's going to be pretty strong, but we'll have to wait until we see the new rules. Uh, and then alongside yeah, there's a lot of new scenery as well. Yeah, I, it, it, I think it comes part of the scenery box, doesn't it? It's um, I'm very tempted to pick up this box because I haven't got any Age of Sigmar scenery. Um, so it looks like quite, you know, the, the start of quite a nice scenery collection. Of course, you get this incarnate, as they call, um, in the article. Who, by the way, I, you know, I don't care what its rules are like. That thing is probably going to find its way into my Orc army. Oh, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. And the, the scenery in this box looks like enough to cover like an entire table as well. So you get the stuff like that the, was yeah. previously in the um, previously in the, uh, the, the the kind of Age of Sigmar kind of starter boxes with the kind of ruined walls, the the big statue. You also get a skeleton of a giant magma droth and another floating island because you can't have you know enough floating islands in Age of Sigmar. Yeah, it's very Luminef, like a like a, a shackled uh, Luminef shrine. Yeah, exactly. And they're not really ruins, are they? They're the sort of constructions, aren't they? They remind me of like remember Warcraft Three and Age of Empires, where you'd be building your base and all the scaffolding and go up around it. It's like that. Yeah, mm. it's, it's a really nice aesthetic for the scenery, um, and I think it will look really good on the battlefield. So yeah, I, I, you, Dave, I'm tempted to pick one up. I suspect mm. that this big beastie will be cool, and I'm interested to see what they're doing with that because if it's something that can be taken in the army, then um, I guess a bit like Endless Spells, it might be something that people want to pick up. Now, presumably, it'll probably be available by itself separately at a later date. They tend mm-hmm. to do that for these kind of things. But um, mm-hmm. so and, and what is this? This is, this is an incarnate, is it? It's an incarnate. So on the article, there's not many details yet, but it looks like the, the, the life essence of Gur come to life, a manifestation well, it, of pure it, amber it, magic. Um, so exciting. It says the, the incarnate is bounded to one of the heroes in your army, and anyone in Gur can summon one. You need to be careful, though. If its bonded champion is killed, the incarnate will go wild. It may even attack your own forces. Cool. Oh, so, so, so yeah. it could be something we see incarnates of other realms in the future, then. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be cool. And think of the kind of stuff they could do with that as well. Now, now there was a range of kind of models that kind of did that from Forge World. So yeah, like it, oh yeah, it, I remember them. Yeah, incarnate mm. beasts. Yeah, so having a, cool, yeah. a a heesh incarnate or a, or a you know um, realm of life incarnate. There's there's lots of different aesthetics they can go. Now obviously that's you know thinking out into the future, but certainly very exciting. Yeah, uh, that's not the only Age of Sigma news that we got at the event though. Now obviously we know that we've got the new battle box on the way next week, but um, they actually showed off a new unit for the night haunt and he looks amazing <laughs> uh Ulrich the drowner who is a ferryman who killed the people he was meant to be transporting <laughs> now if you know about night haunt lord um nagash has got a bit of a sense of humor and people who die nagash looks at the crimes they've done and doom them to an existence like that so he is now an eternal ferryman it's a bit like the ferryman in the spell that was in there. I think it was in Malign Port and something like that. Mm. Um, but um, it is it is way more detailed, and it's obviously a proper character model now. Uh, it, I, I wonder if this will be a kind of night haunt transport. It's funny you should say that, Max. I've just read, and I missed this the first time I read um, read this article. It actually states. He has special rules to help your army get wherever it needs to be on the tabletop, offering his allies passage through the underworlds. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, if memory serves, Nighthorn have an ability where 
the Night Hunt general can summon, um, teleport a unit to him. So it'd be interesting to see if this does the opposite, where it, it can teleport and teleport a unit with it. Mm. Yeah, that'd be fun. A bit of mobility. I mean, they're pretty quick Night Hunt anyway, but um, obviously Age of Signals are getting that movement. So if this guy can jump over to an objective with a load of ghosties with him, that, that'd be pretty cool. And he looks ace. I really want to pick one of these up. He, uh, he looks really, really fun. So before we get to the big one, we also had a little bit of a tease for Warhammer 40,000 players. Yes, Chaos Space Marines are coming this year with a load of new models. And they had a mini teaser that we saw a few little glimpses of things that could be. There look, looks like what could be a demon prince, maybe new possessed. I think there's a couple of glimpses of new cultists in there. I think there's a big standard bear in there somewhere. Has anyone else managed to go through this kind of video and, and pause it and see what they can spot in here? It's too chaos. I didn't spend too much time lingering on it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely some possessed in there. And there's definitely, uh, I want to say, a cultist. But almost looks like a demon is bursting out of this human side. Um, I mean, that's a cool look for cultists, isn't it? I, I always think the problem with cultists is that they're a bit too vanilla. So having some proper out there, grizzly looking cultists would be really nice to have. I think I was too busy when I was watching the trailer trying to look at all the details on that potential new demon prince. Um, I definitely started casting a look over the chaos, the boxes of chaos space marines that I've got um, outside my wardrobe at the moment, thinking, oh, oh. To, to get those built before the end of the year. Wow. So this, so obviously these reveals cover the next couple of months. This was more of a teaser, which suggests that we might see this July onwards, maybe. Certainly mm. not before then. So I think you've definitely got some time to get some chaos space means built until then. Uh, obviously the big, the big thing that everyone knew would happen is that they confirmed that chaos space means will indeed be finally getting their two wounds each as well. <laughs> yeah, did you Absolutely. see as well that they announced that primary space where you get three wounds? <laughs> <laughs> but the big, the big part of the show, and I think the thing that I, I, most people I imagine who are watching were most excited about, was the new edition of Warhammer, the Horus Heresy. So Horus Heresy, a bit of a background, is this was a kind of historical look back the, the the black books were written as a kind of serious historical document looking back at the events of the Horus heresy and the miniatures game was a, a more kind of like uh, aimed at more uh, advanced collectors wasn't it it was all forge world models it was based on the seventh edition warhammer 40,000 rule set um with a few amendments to make it suitable for what's essentially a game of space marines versus space marines and um, yeah super super popular we've gone through lots and lots of black books now and it's been long rumored that a new edition of the game would be coming now sadly we didn't see any many models from this box we, we talked about this a little bit last week on the show that obviously we've seen some leaked images last year haven't we with the spartan and the new contemptor and all sorts of fun stuff a load of space marines in the box load of terminators and a couple of praetors we actually saw a decent image of one of the Mark IV Marines, and I've got to say, he looks he looks so nice. It, they look a bit more kind of primary scale, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, really, really nice pose as well on him. Sort of like holding his uh, bolter sort of in a relaxed pose, marching forward. But even down to little, little, little simple things that his fingers 
off the trigger. Yeah. Obviously, the disciplined warriors, you don't have your finger on the trigger all the time. You you want it off there when, when you're at ease. Um, we also saw a new Praetor as well. And this Praetor looks incredible. Uh, honestly, I, I this guy's leading my heresy force. He, he looks absolutely badass. Love this model. Yeah. And it's, it actually says that it's a flexible kit as well. Ooh. Yeah, I really I like know. the uh, the sort of sloped shoulder pads. He looks like he's got more of a like a. It reminds me of during Fifth Element, the uh, the aliens that come at the beginning <laughs> in the big sort of slopey <laughs> shouldered suits, but not in a bad way. Like I don't know if his shoulder pads a bit longer, but he sort of has like the old. Remember the old um, second edition Terminators, Matt? The original Terminators mm-hmm. or first edition Terminators? I, I really really like it. His armor looks old. Uh, it's a it's a great sculpt, and I, I know in the uh, in the in the in the, the the video we we saw him a uh, 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 clashing blades with with another uh, Praetor type character which we've not seen in a model for yet. No, well that segues quite nicely. So the the main thing that they showed off today, and I'm sure over the next few weeks we'll see we'll see more miniatures. But the main thing they showed off at this reveal was the brand new Horus Heresy cinematic trailer, um, essentially recounting Horus going through his reasons for for starting the Heresy. And I think this is hands down one of the best animations that Games Workshop have done. Yeah, so it's brilliant. It, it put me back in mind of the Dawn of War trailer. When we first saw yeah. that, where the Blood Ravens and the Dreadnoughts and things, this was just there. I've watched it so many times this week. It's so cool. It, it just takes everything up to another level. The whole scale of everything. You've got Titans on there. You've got brand new Space Marine tanks that we see in the video as well, which is interesting. Um. I really liked how Andy last week was saying he wanted to see the Primarchs animated on Warhammer TV, and then we get to see Horus. And I mean, ha, oh, so good. Oh, it's, it's. I, I want to watch this again now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we see a ship blow up a Titan. We see drop pods launching. Yeah, just as Horus raises his world breaker mace or whatever it's called, and the big lance comes down from the ship in orbit and takes out the Warlord Titan. And then it's got those sort of pauses where the Titans are just in the distance with the heat haze. You can just see them, the silhouette of them against the, the sort of setting sun. And then all the action kicks off and you've got like the tactical reeds running with Warlord feet stomping down next to them. Uh, the, the, the trailer was yeah, it's, absolutely it's so good. Do you know what this trailer did for me? So I've, been on, oh, I've been on the fence about the Horus Heresy for a while. Like I've wanted to get involved, but... I don't know. Something seemed to be holding me back. This video didn't just like push me over the edge into excited. It pretty much drop kicked me um, into being very excited for, for what we're going to get with the heresy. Yeah. Yeah. So- it's, uh, it's made me want to go out and actually buy some of the um, Horus heresy. Is it the Mark Three Tactical Marines? I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, was- I, I want to go buy build paint some of them as uh, Iron Warriors. I was straight on Forge World, uh, checking out all the different models uh, and stuff. Yeah, very excited. Well, it's interesting you say that. It's interesting you say that because we, while we don't know much, many details yet, obviously we know in, in May we're going to have a, the first full reveal at Warhammer World, which is really exciting. We've got a, a firm date, so you've only got April to get excited, and then straight into May we've got some exciting things happening, so that's cool. Um, but... They do go into a few details in the article. So this is a brand new edition. It is based on 7th edition, but a load of changes and improvements have been made because um, 
again, because it's essentially Space Marines versus Space Marines, they probably wanted to tweak a few bits in that seventh edition rule set just to make that even tighter. Um, they also mentioned that the purpose of this is to get the majority of the Horus Heresy range into plastic, which is a very exciting concept. Now, they said that Primarchs and uh, Legion-specific units will stay in resin, but a lot of everything else will eventually be coming to plastic. Now, we actually saw evidence the first part of this in that the day of the announcement, the following things went last chance to buy on Forge World. The Spartan, the Sicarin, the Mark I uh, Demos Rhino, uh, the Mark IV Corvus Armour, which obviously we know is coming, the Contemptor and all of its weapon options, and the Leviathan Dreadnought. Now that is a lot of like core Horus Heresy kits. <coughs> Plastic Leviathan Dreadnoughts will be amazing. Yeah. Uh, that and the Sakarian, they're two of my favourite Forge World kits. Uh, and to to because I don't really get on with re- I don't know why I don't really get on with resin that much. And maybe that's what was stopping me with the heresy. But phew, if any of them kind plastic, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing, isn't it? You you could, in theory, put together a plastic heresy army if all those key vehicles are in plastic, and presumably. If we see a kind of Necromunda-style release every quarter, we could see plastic jet bikes. We could see plastic assault marines. We could see a plastic Xiphon interceptor. And when a new edition of 40k or AOS comes out, you've essentially got two armies worth of kits. You get an awful lot of kits when this comes out. So it wouldn't surprise me if when this big box drops, that all of those aforementioned kits are available as plastic kits on day one. That would be incredible. They're going to be very, very excited with this. A lot of people will be. And it skinned. makes sense, you know. In the, in the minute, yeah. <laughs> at the minute, people who want to do Forge, uh, Forge Heresy have to go in the Forge World thing. You've said yourself, Dave. You you don't like building resin models that much. The fact that you can just pop into your local Games Workshop and pick up a Spartan tank. <laughs> it's it's gonna make it so much easier to get into the game, especially if the game is supported with the three tier starter set system that they've done for all the other games. Mm. Because then it gets to the point where if you want to add a unit of tactical marines to your heresy force, you actually pause and think, actually, do I want to pick up the hundred pound starter box because I'll get two units plus a contemptor plus a praetor. Mm. Mm. and potentially a rule book in there as well so it, yeah. it's been a long time since you've been able to buy a relatively cheap box like that and get a lot of models for your money very exciting times um i just need to pick my legion really well on that should we have a quick round table of what forces we're thinking for horus heresy um andy do you want to start um for for traitors or heretic as Sarthus, I should say, um, it's Iron Warriors are definitely my first choice. Um, but Ben, I'm really tempted by Death Guard as well. Um, and I think for loyalists, Blood Angels would be my first choice. But then after that, I'm really torn. But I think it would have to be Iron Hands. 
Uh, Jay, what, obviously you're a big Imperial Fists and Blood Angels fan, but if if cheap and accessible heresy kits were available, would you maybe dabble with other legions? Well, yeah, so they'd be Loyalist legions. Um, so if I had to pick a third legion, it would probably be on a traitor side, but, you know, I don't know which traitor legion I would I would choose. Um, Dark Angels? Uh, Dark Angels, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really, really not sure. Uh, probably, probably out of all of the traitor legions, the world eaters appeal to me more than than any of the others. Uh, but it, it'll be a very, 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 very sad day when I pick up a traitor space marine. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm already corrupted by the the, the ruinous powers. So obviously I've got a Sunder Horus Force, which is pretty much to the matter. You know, if there's a plastic Spartan, I'd add that to the Force, definitely. My Emperor's Children, again, with a couple of reinforcements and they're done. For the Loyalists, though, I've always fancied doing a White Scars Army, but it's been a bit of a slow burner with it needing a lot of like jet bikes and stuff. So um, I'd potentially pick up that new box, start an infantry-based White Scars Army, and then hopefully at some point new bikes and jet bikes and stuff come out and I can build it up that way. That's, mm. that's the hope anyway yeah uh, so dave how about you i know you've um asked the powers that be on um twitter for some inspiration haven't you i absolutely have so <clears throat> before i mention the ones that i i'm thinking of more than others um, i did put a question out on twitter asking what people thought and um, there have been some interesting choices kelly r moffat uh, says ultramarines he mentions are a bit of a silly meme but they're actually pretty cool interesting have a a ton of cool details i also know that jay um is is a big fan of the ultramarines lore as well aren't you jay yeah they were one of my it surprised me i was never a big ultramarines fan and i've said this multiple times on the podcast before but reading about them in the horus heresy i found them to be one of the most interesting legions to read about uh, and gulliman especially and that really inspired me then to pick up the ultramarines for 40k and i actually do think they've got a really really striking model of aging 30k as well i know you're not a big fan of the primark and i agree with you there's some really really great primark models out there Sanguinius, Ducati Khan, Mortarian, and, and Gilliman, he, he's not up there, I don't think, uh, no. on a sculpt um, level, which is a shame because a Primarch is like a centrepiece for your army, and that is mm. one of the draws, I think, of choosing a Legion, you know, the Primarch that leads it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are things you can do, I think, in terms of the Gulliman. You can convert, the, you've got the 40k version of him that you could use. Um, but the rest of the Ultramarine stuff, including the new Praetors we've had, the special characters, the is it the Zeran Guard or, with the shields and mm. axes? And they've got some really, really cool rules as well. Uh, and I've seen some really, really cool sort of alternate colour schemes for them where their destroyers wear black armour with blue shoulder pads. You can get them to be cool. quite dirty, gritty compared to the 40k versions of them. Uh, mm. So I don't think Ultramarines would be a bad legion. And, and very, a, a very easy scheme to paint. The, the McCrack blue spray, the Corax white detail, gold trim. I think you can get them looking pretty cool and then weather them a little bit. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, it, I, I completely see what you say, Dave, where... The Primark model is one of the draws of a, of a legion. Mm. Uh, Red Tooth, he he, gave, he threw his hat in the ring for the Death Guard, similar to you, Andy, um, mainly for the painting Ruster and Grime. <laughs> and Morton Joe, uh, he sent a couple of tweets, but yeah, basically the Night Lords, he's really going into the lore and the sort of murderous natures of the, the Night Lords. Um, Lehman Puss simply said to me, "Cut the one that you have the mostest and mostest and gr- have the greatest passion for." That's the problem. I, I don't for any particular legion at the moment. Um, Dean, <coughs> Dean has gone for the Dark Angels, um, mainly because 
if you want a particular style of army, stealth, tanks, speeds and bikes, destroyers, badass terminators, we have a wing for that. So um, that's yeah, they are like the proto legion, and and yeah. the background for the Dark Angels actually that's another legion where I wasn't enamoured with them in 40k really. They're, they're like the moody, emo, sulky, secretive sort of uh, chapter in mm. 40k. But actually, the background for the Dark Angels in the uh, 30k setting is really, really interesting. Uh, and there's some good books you can read where obviously the Dark Angels were the first legion, and they were sort of a they sort of a pioneered all of the different sort of schools of war and techniques of war that the other legions had adopted and, and made their own. So, mm. you know, they, 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 they were the, the jump assault spear tip type army, the uh, uh, tank heavy army, uh, the Terminator heavy army. They sort of wrote the book on all those styles of warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lionel Johnson, he has like bits of all of the other Primarchs in his sort of GCD, his makeup. But then of course, and they won a lot of glory initially, and they were they were they were trusted with. I think they've got like they're the only legions to have access to like the emperor's sort of um, forbidden uh, armory. So they were given all these weapons and forbidden technologies to fight back when they were the only legion, right on the boundaries of the imperial space, fighting back the terrors and monsters and aliens, which you know they no longer exist anymore because the dark angels slew them all, um, mm. and they won glory. They were they they were like the right hand of the emperor. And then all the other legions, as the other Primarchs were found, and they sort of, they took a specific way of fighting, like the White Scars with their mounted uh, and lightning fast strikes, and they perfected it and made it their own. And the the Dark Angels then, they sort of, you know, uh, the spotlight wasn't on them anymore. You know, even though they were doing really important work and trusted with weapons that none of the other legions were trusted with, they felt, you know, the glory. They were missing some of the glory. So they've got a really, really interesting tale. And obviously you've got the sort of schism of the Dark Angels where, you know, half of them did turn traitor and they had their mm. own sort of heresy. And they've had multiple heresies over the over the uh, sort of uh, lifespan of the Legion. Um, and then they, they, they were sort of saved when their Primarch was returned to them. Uh, and then, of course, it, it all sort of uh, fell, fell apart again t- towards the end of the heresy. So uh, it, it's really, really cool. The, 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 the Horus Heresy like background as a whole, those big books you can get hold of, and even the, the Black Library Horus Heresy sort of novels, they really sort of give you an insight into the legions, which if you only play 40K, like even the traitors and things, you just wouldn't appreciate really. It's really, really cool. So I definitely think you'll probably, you need to read a bit more, Dave, and then you'll yeah. you'll get that attachment to a legion based on Absolutely. I, I, I completely agree. And just to finish off on the, the Twitter replies, G Ambulance Service says, I guess you've got a f- you've got fewer to choose from because the other Spruce and Bruce boys have got a few legions already. Uh, you're not wrong, G Ambulance Service, but I have been reassured that if there's a particular legion that I really like that these guys have already got, then we're still going to go for it. Um, so really, I should say what what legions I'm, I'm kind of tempted by the most. Um, I'm probably more tempted towards the loyalists at the moment. Because um, I'm a bit outnumbered, Dave. Exactly. I think that's one of the reasons I'm I'm kind of, you know, you know, going towards that sign of angle. Uh, the Salamanders, they really appeal, really bright colour scheme. Uh, they have a really nice Primarch, some really nice elite units. Um, I, I am also a fan of the Imperial Fists. Um, tra- Traitor-wise, I do have um, quite a large Thousand Sons army that I would like to at some point maybe expand upon. Uh, other traitor legions that have, have sort of tempted me are the, the World Eaters also, um, the Iron Warriors. Um, they've been uh, quite quite tempting as well. So, uh, you know, as you said, Matt, um, we're, we're looking at a release in May. 
Um, so I have got a little bit of time to dedicate myself to a legion. I just need to get through these books, I think, and, and let um, let that kind of help my decision. I think one of, one of the key things for me, and I shouldn't really let it be the reason I pick a particular legion, but I would like to potentially pick an army that had some sort of say in the Siege of Terror, which does reduce the number of armies. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm not sure. And on that note, I think that brings us to the end of our uh, chat about Adepticon. Um, we are going to jump into a very quick top three segment next. So we'll grab a fresh brew and we'll be right back. So we've discussed all the big reveals from Adepticon. Um, so what we're going to do now is have a quick roundtable top three what were our top three reveals from the show uh, and then of course we'll finish off the podcast reading out the community choices so uh, i'm going to start off this week with my top three um it was it was very hard as, as these usually are but this was this felt a little bit harder and um, but my third choice i actually went for season of war um thondria um mainly because it's the path to glory content we've been crying out for for some time now um I know the likes of Jay has fallen a little bit out of love with the, with the competitive Age of Sigmar side. Um, I think this will make us want to play Age of Sigmar again um, with just more of a, a narrative spin on it. I also really like that Incarnate, uh, and I'm looking forward to picking him up. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see what's in the book. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it really leans into like the Crusade stuff that we've seen uh, for 40k, you know, really thematic and lots of freedom to um, explore the realm and and make a narrative from it my second choice um it's gonna have to be necromunda the ash waste uh not only for that box that was revealed but just the the potential of of the kind of games we're gonna have and the kind of interlocking campaigns with uh zone mortalis and in sector mechanicus games matt um yeah really looking forward to 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 playing some necromunda and getting some all up bikes i mean all up buggies sorry i mean they're just absolutely fantastic aren't they they are really cool models i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing them in the flesh yeah and my top choice um no surprise here it it, it absolutely blew my um took my breath away it's gonna have to be the new edition of the horus heresy um it's a it's a it's a problem picking a legion but it's a fun problem to have um (laughs) so uh yeah uh, that that new trailer i mean even if you're not a fan of the game watch that trailer man it's so so good um jay what was your uh, top three from uh adepticon uh so uh my number three choice uh and i feel a bit dirty saying this but it's that uh praetor model uh from the horus heresy um, so the Sons of Horus one. Well, <laughs> the one painted as Sons of Horus. Yeah, the one, the one painted as a Son of Horus. I like to think he's a loyalist Son of Horus, although he doesn't look very loyal in the trailer, clashing his axe against an Imperial Fist's uh, power sword. Um, but he's such a nice model. Really, really cool. And Dave, I didn't realise when you mentioned earlier on that he's a flexible kit, so potentially you can build him in a different loadout or something. Actually, so um, I, the, the, I've the got... tactical marines are flexible. I think he's a, a mono build kit. Like ah, ah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah my apologies. My apologies, I read the wrong paragraph. Um, I mean, yeah, it is the, the tactical marines. That's not a problem because I really, really like him. I, I like the chainmail hanging off him. And like I said, the armor just looks very, very detailed. Even around like the inside of his sort of um, neck armor, you can see like the, the, the pipes and cushions and things. Really, really, and that axe just looks solid. Um, and, and I mean, he definitely looks like a traitor painted up like that. But I could see him uh, looking like a really, really cool uh, loyalist uh, praetor as well. There's no 
chaos iconography on him. And in fact, there's even a few imperial sort of Aquila type uh, motives on him as well. So I think you could. I mean, I, I think he would make a great white scar, actually, Matt. Uh, so he would, yeah. That, that, it'd, be, it'd suit quite a few legions, to be fair. Yeah, with the top knot and the axe and those sort of like sundial things hanging off of mm. his shoulders. Uh, really cool. It looks like he's got some sort of is it a Volkite or a plasma gun hanging off of his belt as well. Um, yeah, he's really, really cool. Really, really great model. Cannot wait to see the rest. I mean, if we go by that trailer, I, I'm suspecting there's going to be, like say, there, there were sneak peeks at a new Space Marine tank. We saw this guy clashing blades with another sort of Imperial Fist type looking character. Uh, really, really excited to see the full box. Uh, my second choice uh, was the Necromunda box. So um, I really, really like this. I really, I think I like everything about this uh, box, actually. I uh, I love the scenery. I think that's great. Um, I love the um, the, the two uh, warbands in there. I think the uh, the Orlock uh, truck, the little buggy thing, is really, really cool. And I'd love to see the Orlocks as a as a, uh, a 40k Imperial Guard Legion, because you could use these as, like, Sentinels or something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, really, really cool. Um and the, the, the Ash Wasters themselves, the Nomads themselves, really, really like the sort of aesthetic for these guys we talked about them earlier on. Um, and I, I really like the different variety of weapons they've got. So we've got like uh, like sniper rifles, machine guns, pistols, blades. There's like a claw thing one of them's got, uh, a, uh, a sort of spear, chain spear type weapon. Uh, and I really like the sort of black masks with the uh, the sort of red lens eyes on them. They uh, look quite sinister. Um my number one choice, though, has to be that trailer, the the Horus Heresy reveal trailer. Like I said, I've watched it so many times now. Uh, it blew me away. I, I was not expecting to see a trailer that good. I remember when we saw the um, uh, for, for uh, Indomitus, the Space Marines versus the Necrons with the Sister of Battle trailer, I, and I thought that was great. This one is just miles better. It, it's really atmospheric. And, and the fact that we've got Horus there narrating it, and you see him, it's all animated – if you've not seen it yet you definitely need to go and watch it excellent uh andy what was your top three reveals um so similar to you my third choice was the season of war fondia um for basically the exact same reason that you described it's given us some path to glory content it's also given us a lot of the narrative about where age of sigma is set at the minute because we know it's set in the realm of beasts but we haven't really heard that much about what's going on there since um, the Kragnos book. So it'd be super cool to see that. And then obviously the incarnate of Gur looks, like you said, looks amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping it comes in a separate kit because it, it it's one of those that I, I just want to add to all of my armies. It absolutely looks amazing. And, Hopefully this is the first of many uh, incarnates to come in the future and we get more uh, specific to like Realm of Death and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, I think the, the Season of War Fondue is definitely my third choice. My second choice has to be um, something with spikes on it. Um, but I'm going to be a bit more specific and mention the Chaos Knights. Um uh, again, like one of my hobby resolutions is to paint 2,000 points for chaos, and one of the armies I want to do because I want to I want to do them in 1,000 point chunks rather than like a big 2,000 point army for one one faction. And seeing these guys, seeing the little war dogs with all the chaos spikes, you know, it's but they're, they're not 
Imperial War Dogs with some chaos symbols on the side. They are pure chaos. You know, they have properly fallen to the Dark Gods. And so seeing, um, you, you know, even the little war dogs, seeing the, the big knight, finding out it's a psyker was so, so cool. And and don't get me wrong, I, I would have loved to have seen maybe like a special character Imperial Knight because um, in the trailer there's um, like an Imperial Knight pilot and then the, the same pilot gets um, strapped to the front of one of the Chaos Knights which I thought was so, so cool and would have been amazing if that actually made it onto one of the models as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my first choice, or, yeah, my, fir- my first choice has to be, and this is going to be a bit surprising because I know everyone is thinking Horus Heresy, but it's not. It's actually the fact that Chaos Space Marines now have two wounds. <laughs> like, we... we, we it, it's, we've been crying out for it ever since Ninth Edition came out, and yeah, God, yeah, I, 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 I like I said, I, I love Chaos Space Marines. You know, for me personally, they've got so much more narrative to them. They've got that sense of, you know, they've fallen from grace. You know, they're all veterans because they have to be in order to survive. You know, they're not just normal Space Marines. You know, they're, they're Space Marines who have been through the worst of the worst of the worst. Um, and yeah, seeing like what we can only imagine is bits of possessed and cultists and yeah, maybe a new plastic demon prince or, you know, a new character or something along those lines. That for me was just, yeah, icing on the cake, I think at that point. Ace. That leaves one member of the team left. Matt finishes off with your top three. Well, I think we've covered a lot of these already, so I'll rattle through them quickly. My number three choice is going to be those amazing new Chaos Knights. We'd already committed to doing a Chaos Knight force for the doubles, me and Andy, but um, the fact that that could essentially be my thousand points in a box is definitely a massive thumbs up for me. Uh, second choice, the Heresy reveal. It's we, It must be over a year now we've been saying this is coming, and to finally get the confirmation that this is a brand new edition, brand new models... The, the teasers of so much getting changed to plastic. This is a very exciting time to get into Horus Heresy. And number one, it, I don't think it's any, anyone's going to be surprised with this one, the brand new Necromunda box. The scenery in particular is amazing. The weird flea creatures, the cool vehicles, and again, all the potential of cool new stuff that we're going to get for all the other factions in the game. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely superb value box. And can't wait to get my hands on that. There is just one thing left to do before we wrap up this week's episode. It's to check out the community top three picks. So we'll be right back. So of the reveals at Adepticon, what did the community love the most? We're going to start over on Facebook. James, his third choice was, as he put it, the Norwegian Blood Bowl team. Uh, the Chaos Space Marines with two, with two wounds was his second choice, with uh, keeping it Chaos with his top choice with the Chaos Knights. Ian Spear, his third choice was the Chaos Knights as well. He says he'll be saving the pennies until they come out. His second choice was the Ash Wastes, and his top choice was confirmation that Chaos Space Marines are getting two wounds, in brackets, now that all weapons are two damage. Josh Upton, third place, Giant Fleas, second place, Horus Heresy 2.0, and in top place, Bear Pigs. 
Simon Nichols, his third choice is a new Chaos Knights with the Chaos Space Marine Codex coming second, and then the Horus Heresy box set as his top choice. Mark Dewhurst, he also goes with the Horus Heresy in third place. Uh, in second place, he goes for the Chaos Knights. And topping his list is the Necromunda Ash Waste box set. And Brian Dennis, instead of giving us a top three, he's just given us a very cool gif of a Tuscan Raider waving his stick. So, yeah, I think he liked the Necromunda uh, reveals. Uh, Matt, what do we have over on Twitter? So, Ruth Eames says, number three, the trailer for the Horus Heresy and Beaky Marines coming back. The Chaos Titans, uh, Knights, I, I assume, and Necromunda. Those bugs are amazing, and I can't wait to build and paint them. Uh, Lee says, all of these guys for me, so he's showing off the, the Ash Wastes guys. I mean, they look incredible, don't they? Blown away by the concept, the minis, and the box set. Pete Allison says, Beabore, the Heresy box set, and the Ash Wastes for some more Orlock goodness. Uh, Sombermind says, the Orlock quads, the Horus Heresy trailer, and the Necromunda box. Average paints, Chaos Space means getting two wounds. New codexes for knights, both spiky and vanilla. And the Chaos Knight Abominant. Um, the, their wallet is re- uh, relieved. It's mostly books that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Planky Jabroni says Ash Wastes, Ash Wastes, Ash Wastes. With a runner-up of Beakies. Uh, Jack says, Chaos Knights, in particular, the Don't Talk to Me and My Murder Son Again, Armager, Grasshopper, uh, Armager, the Grasshopper of Doom for Necromunda, and of course, the cheeky wink and a nod that maybe, just maybe, Chaos Space Marines might be coming soon. Uh, Wild West Wargaming says, actually, it's just two things, the new Horus Heresy Marines and the teaser of Guardsmen getting two wounds. <laughs> and Darren Winter says, clearly the new edition of Heresy, can't wait for the next stage. The new chaos, abominant, and the beer pig. Yeah, some absolutely excellent choices there, and that leads me to ask the age-old question, Matt: What is next week's top three? Well, we've been getting very excited about the Horus Heresy on this week's show. So next week, we want to know your top three Horus Heresy units. Be they Primarchs, be they Legion-specific units, be they just standard tanks or or squads that you can get. I think there's going to be a lot of variety for this one for next week. Excellent. You can get your choices in via social media. We will be putting a tweet and a Facebook post out uh, shortly before recording on the Sunday or Monday next week. um, So you can get your choices into us. Well, gentlemen, that brings us uh, to the end of another week's podcast. It's been uh, fun as always. Mm. Um, and I can't wait to see what we get up to in the next seven days. Hopefully a couple of games of Age of Sigma. Uh, and hopefully we'll get some more models painted ready for the, the plethora of tournaments we've got coming up. Until next week, have a great week of hobby, everybody. And we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruesandbrews.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at spruesandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruesandbrews. Brews.